0: Welcome to the Tales from the Trail podcast, brought to you by Matchplay. This podcast was created to bring insights to you regarding the world of college athletics recruiting. We at Matchplay are here to help you navigate what can be an overwhelming and stressful process by providing valuable wisdom and advice from coaches, recruits, parents, and industry experts to guide you in making informed decisions. It's all about finding the right place, not just any place. I'm Scott Cooper, the founder of Match Play, and I hope you find the podcast enjoyable and more importantly, highly beneficial. Hey, so Cheese, tell us about that uh, kid you were just talking about, um, that you're helping out?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right before we press play, we were talking about a few kids in the recruiting process. And uh, there was a pretty good story that popped up on our radar this week. Uh or sorry, this, this recruiting cycle. And a, a kid had called me. We were pretty far along with him. We really, really liked him. We wanted him to come play for us. And uh, he was getting some substantial division one interest. And uh, we're a division three school. And I used to be 17 once. I remember what it was like when a division one school was talking to me. So I got, I was excited and, I wanted to help the kid. I really liked him. So I asked him a few questions because he told me he was about to commit there. And it just seemed like a weird fit for me. I was like, that just doesn't really make sense. You know, we've been recruiting thousands of kids over the years. So I got a pretty good, pretty good eye for this stuff. And, and so we were, I asked him a couple of questions. I said, well, are, are they giving you any money? And, uh, you know, his, his response was, well, I, I, they told me I needed to commit first before I, I get any scholarship you know, discussions in which that seemed backwards for me. And then I asked him, well, what position uh, do they, do they see you playing? And he said, center back. I said, cool. So what, what's their returning center back situation? And uh, his response was, well, they started a freshman and a sophomore last year. And so, you know, just two questions, you know, 30 seconds of chatting with the kid. And it, it pretty much solidified my thoughts. And so I just kind of was like, well, you, you don't know your financial situation before you commit. And, you're going to have to go in and beat out two kids that started and played, you know, all the time for them last year. And one's got two years left. One will have three years left. I mean, what what, what are your what are your thoughts on getting on the field soon? And, you know, then you responded with, well, if, it, you know, Coach said if I win the job, I get to play. And, you know, my response to that is always simple. That's everybody in the country on every program. I mean, if you win the job, you win the job because, well, our job is to win and I want the guy that's going to win me the games. And so that's, that's, that's true everywhere. You, you don't need to hear that from a coach. And so it just seemed really odd to me, you know, but I, I talked to the kid. I asked him a few questions and, you know, not trying to, you know, dismiss the school or anything, but he ended up not committing there, keeping his search open. And it seems like he found a much better fit. But those are just a couple of the questions that we don't, we don't think that we're hearing, you know, kids ask enough. They're not doing the deep dive they need to do you know, in order to stay out of the portal, in order to find the right fit. And, uh, you know, that, that's just one of many examples. I mean, we, we've come across so many over the years and that was just so recent. But yeah, that one, I'm, I'm glad it worked out for him. It seems like he might have found a better fit. Right. I mean,
0: I wonder how many kids, you know, make make a decision that for about a, to go to a school that isn't the best fit and they end up with a little regret and they end up, like you said, then, you know, possibly transferring or um, I mean, Norris, you added a little earlier that, I mean, there are a lot of kids who end up not even playing soccer eventually because of their decision. Um, I know that you've had experience. Oh, both of you, I'm sure have had experience with kids like that, that would have been a good fit for you probably and went to a different place and didn't pan out for them. So um, Yeah uh yeah here uh, this is uh our podcast we're calling it tales from the trail um i have uh justin chesham who's the head men's soccer coach at uh christopher newport university in newport news and uh in virginia and uh we all call him cheese so when you hear us saying cheese we're not talking about lunch we're talking about uh, justin um then we've got uh, Chris Norris, who's the head men's soccer coach at William & Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, that's a Division I school, and Christopher Newport is a Division Three school. So, um, so yeah, we're here to discuss some of the things that um, – try to get some insights from these guys about some of the things that can be overwhelming and a little intimidating and and, you know, be a source of anxiety when you're going through the recruiting process. Um,
2: God, so, I'd like to, I'd like to uh, add, or rather, dispute one uh, part of Justin's story. There, I, I honestly don't think he does remember what it's like to talk to a Division One coach.
1: <laughs> well, okay. In my in my defense, I went to the Colonial Kicks camp, and Al Albert was running it, and I said <laughs> hi to him. So I think, I think we gave you a C plus that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Steve wasn't my coach, is what you're saying? <laughs> Yikes! No, no, all of my Division One contacts have come since my playing
0: career was over. That is, <laughs> that is factual. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's the other great thing about having you guys on is you both went through the process. I mean, it was during the Paleolithic age, but
2: uh,
0: you guys still went through it.
1: Um, just, you know, like it was pre-email i mean like we waited for letters in the mail
2: yeah you know, it was hard it
1: was it was and you know how many schools i would pull up I'm like what is what's a christopher newport like i i <laughs> didn't know you know i didn't just pop up on like we didn't have quick internet where i just pop up and see what type of school it was and so can't tell you how many letters i just threw in the trash
0: yeah i mean so cheese there were some interesting things that to ask you about um out of your Uh, story there. Um, That's kind of like making sure that you do some research before you even start the process, right? Um, And understanding, you know, about a program and who their roster is and that sort of thing before you have conversations and before you decide to start reaching out. Um, Maybe you guys can talk a little bit about like the things that you've seen that or an indication that a kid hasn't really, you know, invested a lot of time into the process, so to speak.
2: Well, I mean, look, an obvious one that we sometimes get, um, and it's not, it's, it's not that often, but it does happen more than once. Um, for example, if it's like our, an open house on our campus, or something, you know. So it's a kid that's coming to Wayman Mary because they they like Wayman Mary. They just are going to check in with us to see about the soccer program, and they, you know, email us in advance, set up a time to talk, come into the office, and then they. One of the questions they ask is, "So are you guys Division One or Division three? I immediately, you know, know that I'm probably wasting my time. Yeah, I,
1: I, actually, I got a kid coming uh, in 45 minutes today that's gonna i'm i'm very interested to see how the conversation goes. i don't know the kid is and but you're right i mean you get questions like that all the time and you know to your point scott that you were you know talking about the get online go to the roster you can see so many details and you can answer so many questions right there on the front end uh you know i'm currently recruiting goalies and that's the that's the prime position i mean you know, I, I lost a goalie this year and I, I'm pretty sure he's going to sit for three years. I feel bad saying that. he's a good kid. I, I hope it works out for him. But there are young, good goalies that are there. And I'm like, OK, well, I don't think that they're rotating goalkeepers. You know, it usually doesn't happen. Uh, you know, for for us, it's you can pop online right now and see, OK, they've, they've got this many center backs, this many center mids, wingers, whatever. You can then look at their stats to see how many have played or. Oh wow, it's all the older kids at center mid are the ones that are playing, and two of their three starters are graduating. You know, like that's that's prime for a center mid in this class to say, hey, you know, I, I know you need help right away. You know, the chance to play there is is early. It's better, and it, it gets you the chance to play right away. And and then you could also dig a little deeper. You know, we all we all have certain types of kids that we like to recruit certain positions, you know. We're not all the exact same. And you could click on their bios, you could say, oh, wow, look at their forwards are all six, four, six, five, you know, like not the case for me, but you know, like that's, that tells you a story. You're a five, nine, I was a five, nine center back. You know, it it was, that wasn't going to get a lot of love, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. And uh, you know, but if I had, if I had the chance to look online and look at these rosters, I would have said, wow, you know, yeah, those guys over William Mary are six, three and six, five and freshman and sophomore, I'm probably not going to play. Too earlier they're definitely not going to recruit me you know it just you could tell a lot of the story long before you even jump on uh jump on a call with the coach yeah you could play for manchester united though right i turned that down to go to christopher Newport. so yeah i'm on my degree (laughs) yes good
0: thinking um yeah i obviously just i mean the websites. Now you, you can see how many minutes a kid has played and, and where they came from and, and you know, all other stats. So it's, uh, it's behooves a recruit to, to understand as much as they can about not just the, the team and their record, but what the players are up to on the field and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. so yeah, uh, so as a kid is starting to reach out to you guys, um, They've done their homework a little bit. They've kind of pared down, you know, where they may want to go to school. Um, and the, and so they've fallen on, you know, Christian Newport and William & Mary because they they live fairly close. They're from Richmond or something like that. Um, so what's the process? Like what's their first step in, you know, do they, do they pick up the phone and call you guys or are they – you know, obviously email is, is probably I'm not going to dumb this down too much. Uh, so they they send you an email and what are, what are the things that you guys are looking for in an email to, you know, kind of pull it out of the hundreds that you guys get all the time? Norris.
2: I mean, look, the, the critical pieces of information. So, um as you mentioned we get a lot of we get a high volume of of contact usually firstly through email um and if if we have to go searching for things like your graduation year your gpa the club team you play on you know the positions that you play or position that you play um you know the key pieces of information that can Very quickly, give us a snapshot of who you are and whether you're likely to be a good fit or not. So, like GPA, for example, that that's one that will very quickly separate kids. If if a kid falls below a certain GPA, like we won't even be able to consider them because our admission standards are are quite high. Um, So, having that key information readily available in a format that's that's easy to notice, you know, it's like sometimes you'll you'll get a an email and the only place that the uh, graduation year is located is maybe in the subject line of the email. You know, it's like, we're, we're reading through the email and it's like, where, what year is this guy? You know, I don't even know how I can respond because I don't know based on NCAA rules because I don't know when he's graduating. And then eventually I find it, It's it's in the subject line and that's the only place that it's located. It's like, you know, I, I'm already a little bit annoyed or frustrated because I've, I've had to, you know, dig a little bit just to find information. And again, I know it seems like a small thing, but because of the volume that we're getting, we're trying to work quickly a lot of times to make sure that we do respond appropriately to everyone who shows some interest in us.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, some of the best emails I've received, I got most of the info in the subject line. You know, I'm just sifting through my emails and I go, OK, 2023 grad. Some ECNL, MLS, next, you know, like, So I see the oh wow, good club team, uh, and then they throw in four three GPA, you know, something that's going to really like oh wow, okay, you know, our, our average kids are close to four zero. Oh, this is the type of kid I'm looking for, and then I'll open that email. I get I'm, now I'm excited about this email, and then I'm going to dig through it a little bit more. And, and Nora said it. I, we just want the, the the important highlights, and we want it right away. You know, we want you could have put your grad, your GPA, your club right away. I want position you are. Uh, if you, you know, we got a big tournament next weekend. Cool. Give me that schedule right away. I need your Jersey number without sifting through. I want to add that to my little Excel spreadsheet that I'm making for, for my staff. And, uh, if you have a highlight, cool, throw your highlight video in there and make it two, three minutes and put your good stuff right away. And, uh, ideally I spend less than a minute per email. Ideally. I mean, sometimes it's like, wow, I, you know, I got to sift, I'm adding you to my database or or something. But if not, you know, I mean, I mean, how many emails are we going to get in the next 10 days, Chris? I mean, it's it's a huge event. It's a national event. And there's going to be emails all over the place from all over the country. And to think that I'm going to be able to go through all those, write them all down, take, you know, spend 10 minutes in email, it's just not going to happen. And, uh, you know, so make sure you put all the stuff in there quick all the important bullet points, your schedule, your number. uh, And then if you've got something special about you, I want it. You know, if you scored 30 goals last year, tell me, you know, if you, uh, if you're a goalie and you've got 10 straight shutouts and you won three PKs, you know, something awesome. Well, let me know. It's going to, it's going to encourage me to turn on your highlights and start the recruiting
2: process.
0: Um, And you guys like it when you guys are just CC'd and it's just a, Kind of a blast email that's going out to. Yeah, doesn't hey start-
1: coach, hey yeah. coach, I'm interested in your school, not the name of the school. Those are all really good stuff, right? The plus is when you click on it, then you see all like you didn't CC or blind copy. It's yeah. wow, there's 400 schools you
0: just wrote. Hey coach, to I'm super interested in your school. Great. Right. So what do you guys typically do with emails like that? I mean, Deletable. And those
2: are those are honestly the only emails that we just delete mm-hmm. and we just don't respond to.
0: Honestly. Um well, nothing
1: it
2: is. It's it's just a big fishing expedition expedition for the prospective student athlete and you know we we are looking for someone who again the, the idea of fit. So you know, when somebody contacts us, we want them to think that for for some reasons because they've done some research that we're a good fit for them.
0: Right. Right. Um and and another thing is you guys I'm being sarcastic, obviously. Uh, you guys like it when parents write emails for kids? Um,
2: no. I mean, look, we don't we don't <laughs> want to have uh, all contacts be with parents, you know. I mean, we're not going to discount somebody because the initial email comes from a parent as opposed to a student athlete. But again, going back to that idea of fit, it's it's critical for us that the student athlete thinks that we're a good fit not that the parent does and that the relationship that we build in the process is with the student athlete and leads us to want to make an offer to that individual, as opposed to, you know, having a relationship with the parent, which we often do in in many cases, but not exclusively. We we've got to have a good relationship with the prospective student athlete. Right.
1: Yeah. So I want the emails from the the kids for sure. Uh, I get it. If a parent gets involved, we want them involved uh especially when you come for a visit i love it when the parents are there they're going to ask good questions and you know it's it's important that they get to see our place but it's got to be primarily the
0: kid i mean
1: from from the start it needs to be primarily the kid
0: yeah i mean i've heard you say cheese you know parents can bring up things that kids won't think of you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's important to have for them to play a role but kind of a healthy balance I guess is what you guys are kind of getting at.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times when we get an email from a, a parent, they'll say that the reason that they're emailing is that their son is extremely busy with, sc- with sports and school. And it's like, well, what do you think it's going to be like here? And if he can't handle it, you know, at, at that level, why would we think that he's going to be able to handle it on his own at this level. And, you know, it's just a, that's a red flag, obviously. I
1: had one two days ago where the, the dad said, you know, I can't get my, my son to start the email process. I can't get my son to start the recruiting. And you know, I'm like, okay, so he's just extremely lazy and doesn't want to take care of his stuff. And <laughs> that's not going to fit my
0: locker room at all. I mean, it's yeah. A huge red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Norris, I've heard you tell a story actually about a, a dad who was kind of pitting one school against another that was a story that you you told you remember remember yeah
2: absolutely absolutely um it's kind of one of the more unique ones you know it was a kid that that uh was playing in the state of virginia and the father was was um you know doing a lot of the correspondence the initial correspondence and um Saying things along the lines, like I remember specifically an email um, because it was a Virginia kid and we recruit a lot of other Virginia kids. We had somebody that was a year ahead of him that it was committed and they had just played against each other in a high school game. And the the father sent me an email saying how, you know, his son had just shut down William & Mary's top recruit, and Old Dominion was recruiting the kid. Why isn't William & Mary recruiting him? And, I mean, just all, you know, big red flags. Um, And sometimes what a lot of parents don't understand is that there's great collegiality amongst college coaches, especially, you know, in a particular state or in an area. You know, not only do we play against each other, we are on the recruiting trail together. We spend a lot of time, you know, we'll go out to dinner with one another. We do camps with each other. We whether it's we're working for one of our buddies at a camp or we partner with each other you know, there's just great collegiality. So we talk all the time. And, you know, this, this parent's emails just started getting circulated amongst all the various schools that he was essentially pitting against each other. I don't know if that was his intention exactly, but, you know, it was a lot of big red flags. In the end, we didn't hold it against the kid. We thought that, you know, the kid was a good kid and, and we were able to, develop some direct contact with the kid. And ultimately he played for us and had a really good career, When and married, But I had a specific conversation with the parent when we started getting a little bit more serious about it and said, look, some of the stuff that you're sending is, is out of order. And uh, you know, as, as I look at your son's potential career here, it, it worries me. And we have to draw some boundaries here before we make a decision for him to come. And uh, in fairness, the parent said, I understand, no problem, and and was never an issue during the young man's career. But uh, he, I know, he burnt bridges with other schools. I know that there are a lot of other schools that just looked at it, at that situation with some of the recruiting emails and stuff, and said, "Why in the world would we take this kid?" You know, and they just crossed him off their list.
0: Thank you for listening to part one of episode one of Tales from the Trail. I hope you found it informative and that it helps in your journey to become a college athlete. Please visit matchplayrecruit.com to provide feedback so that we can continue to evolve and bring you the best content possible. Please check back in two weeks to find part two. See you on the trail.